Welcome to the Unscripted Authentic Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Lafayette Lane, joined by my co-host, John LeBron. Podcast where we are seeking to lead change while also seeking to understand. We're here to bring you another episode, episode 11 on this journey. We want to take the time out before we get into the topic, what we're going to be discussing today to thank all of our supporters, those who have been here uh, from day one and those who are maybe even new to the podcast. You, We say thank you. For the, those of you that will be watching uh, this podcast, you'll see at the bottom of your screen a little ticker that'll be running across uh, where you can subscribe to us on our YouTube page uh, at Unscripted Authentic Leadership. And those that are listening, it is Unscripted Authentic Leadership, the same as the spelling of the actual name of the podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Unscripted Authentic Leadership, also on Instagram, you can find us at Unscripted Leadership, uh, where you can find uh, podcast clips that we call the Unscripted Reel, where we take excerpts from the full episode. Uh, you can watch some clips there. And then if you follow on Facebook, you can watch the premiere of the actual episode live uh, with us on those Mondays following uh, the recording of the podcast. And those of you that are streaming uh, the podcast, you can stream and follow us on all major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, um, iHeartRadio, Intune, uh, so forth, so forth. Uh, pretty much anywhere you can stream your podcast, you can find us there. And so we want to definitely tell you, thank you. John, how's it going, man? I'm great, man. It's been a good day. Andrew yep. had my son. If anybody doesn't know, his name's Andrew. He had football today. He's a flag football guy. They just went into <laughs> first place, baby. Yeah. So excited for him. <laughs> yeah. That's they're the youngest up. team in the league. So they've uh it's been up, it's been an uphill battle. They're doing good, man. He's excited. So it's been a good day. I love it, man. I love it. Those of you that have not met Andrew, as we mentioned last week, we'll have to <laughs> definitely do an episode uh with our kids and our wives <laughs> so yes. you guys definitely meet them so he, he's something yeah man definitely is a uh, cool <laughs> kid man it's been a good week for me it's well uh just a few more days until the big day and so i'm excited and you know getting the final things ready to go here and so mm -hmm. we're excited man i'm excited about uh this episode today i know in the past couple of weeks we've been uh <laughs> discussing voting we want to just shift gears um to gear up for what's coming for the next month of November. Uh, John had a incredible, incredible genius idea for this upcoming month called the rise up. Um, and what that basically is, is those leaders, those who have may have started from a rocky place, a place of struggle, a place of, uh, behind the margin, a place to where people may have counted you out. Uh, but if you look at your story, there's been a turnaround. Um, and we're doing a series in November where we call that the rise up, rising up. So those leaders who have turned around, we definitely want to hear from you. And those that may have not seen the the ad, um, the uh, flyer for that on our social media, if you're interested in being a guest for that rise up series, we are looking uh, for several guests for the whole month of November. You can email us at unscriptedleadership at gmail.com. Uh, that is unscriptedleadership at gmail.com. Matter of fact, it'll be right here um, on the bottom of your screen so you know where to find that information. Our email 
right there, unscriptedleadership at gmail.com if you're interested. You know, email us, tell us about yourself and about your story. We'd love to hear from you. John, yeah. do you have anything that you wanted to say to add to that? Yeah, and please um, don't don't ever think, don't count yourself out. If you uh, think, hey, I, I could have a cool story. Here's the deal. Um, success stories help other people going through similar situations. That's why we have these six stories. That's why you're. That's why people are attracted to listening to those stories. It's because they can relate to something that you've gone through, or you, yeah, that you've gone through, and therefore maybe it builds belief and allows them to know that they can um, get through a similar situation. So please don't think it doesn't have to be a rags to riches story, which they're welcome to. Um, but it, it can be a, I was a, had a bad addiction problem and I got out of it and now I'm doing this or, you know what I mean? Um, it could have been a, I was a terrible parent and I realized this is why. And now here's how I fix my relationship with my kids and I'm leading the family. It could be just all kinds of different situations. So don't count yourself out, nor your story. You know, your story, most likely, most of you have a story that needs to be heard. Absolutely, absolutely. So once again, the information is gonna be right there. Uh, just as John just mentioned, for our Rise Up series for November, the email is at unscriptedleadership at gmail.com, and we'll definitely put that link um, in the summary for the podcast for you will have that as well. So as I mentioned, the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about uh, voting, but we want to shift gears today and um, kind of set the groundwork and the foundation for the Rise Up series as leaders. And I think one of the key critical, pivotal uh, aspects of that, as John just described to you what the Rise Up series entails, is having a characteristic of empathy. So today we want to talk about empathy, what that is, um, the types of empathy and why. Uh, that's important to, to leadership and how it relates to leadership. And uh, so we're going to cover that and, and just kind of get into the topic of empathy. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that many people are familiar or they kind of run synonymous with empathy and sympathy and people might think they are the same thing. But as we really get further into this topic, I think we'll find out um, they are not the same thing. And so you may have one, you may possess one and not the other. You may possess both. And so let's get into this, man. When we look at the word empathy, just as a simple uh, groundwork definition is the ability to understand and share the feelings of others. So the difference between uh, empathy and sympathy, sympathy is feelings of pity and sorrow for someone else's misfortune. And so I think the example that I would give, uh, you sympathize with someone that has lost a loved one, for instance. You can say, hey, I'm sorry for your loss. Um, I know that was your family member. I'm sorry that for your loss. So you can have uh, sympathy for that individual. But if, if that person that lost that family member is their grandmother and your grandmother is still living, you haven't lost a grandparent, you can say you're sorry, but you can't really empathize with that person because you haven't lived um, that ex shared experience with them that they have experienced. Um, and so the difference would be, is to go past the sympathy to the empathy would be, hey, not only am I sorry, but I can kind of say to you, hey, I know how you feel because I've lost a loved one as well. We may not have had the same relationship, but I know what it's like to lose a grandparent, to lose a, a loved one. And you can use that as any example. Um, we talked about the uh, diversity series a few months back. Uh, There's a difference between saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm sorry for 
you know, we see the police, the killings and the shootings, uh, but it's a difference to say, hey, you know what? I can empathize with you because I walked in your shoes and I've gotten to know what that experience is like. John, kind of talk about your perspective on what is the difference between empathy and sympathy. We've kind of laid that groundwork, the simple definition, the working definition of it. Um, but let's, what, what's your perspective on the, the empathy and the sympathy piece? Yeah, so empathy is like a key to sort of your emotional intelligence, right? Um, it's basically understanding and recognizing somebody's feelings and perspectives. That's good. So, yeah. And so if you can start, just put yourself in their shoes and try to understand their perspective, um, then um, you'll, you'll develop a better uh, sort of skill of empathizing with others. Uh, and then we'll get into this later, but it's just a key attribute in leadership. Uh, I have a old, uh, I have a mentor in life who lost her husband uh, a few years ago. And I remember her saying that when she, when he had passed away unexpectedly, um, there was, there had been somebody else in her life who had the same situation happen. And so what that individual did is um, they would say they would basically put themselves back in that situation and said, okay, uh, you know, Lori right now is feeling this. And she would call or send things or do things because she knew about what she was going through at each stage. And it really gave me a new perspective. You know, she had gone through the same situation. She knew what she was feeling six months later anniversary time later all those things and this lady and this person this friend had been there for her all along the way and still is there for her um and this was um you know the, the things can the craziest of things can happen to anybody um but when we sure. can learn to, to sit take ourselves back and not just feel bad for somebody but think what would they need if this was me what would i need right now whether you've been through the situation or not the exact situation or not think about you know what would be beneficial to me, to me? And most likely it's not just calling them and saying you feel bad for them. There's probably things along the way that would be really helpful um, to understanding how they're feeling. Absolutely, man. That's so good. And I think um, from what you were just said, when I was thinking about um, the thought dropped in my mind is that example is that that took a level of selflessness um, for her to continue to extend herself beyond what she really didn't have to do. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's the difference between um, the sympathy and the empathy is that it takes you out of yourself. Empathy takes you to another level um, that as leaders, we have to have, if we want to be successful, whatever context of leader that you serve in, um, when you have empathy, it may not be necessarily something that you deem as important, but empathy will take you past your own self feelings uh, and your own self um, perspective of how you think it should be or whatever the case may be to say, Hey, I'm going beyond a generic, Hey, sorry for your loss. Or I'm sorry. Um, because sometimes they'll say saying that you're sorry, um, can almost be offensive because it can almost fall on deaf ears. It can almost have a, a deaf tone to it as this person is just saying, you know, they're sorry so they can just move on and I can get out of their face and they don't really want to be bothered. But having that empathy really takes you to the next level. Um, and, and talking about empathy, John, it's interesting because there are different types of empathy. Uh, empathy is not just a uh, one all be all, uh, but there are different types of empathy. And we want to talk about three 
different types of empathy uh, as we go further into this. The first type of empathy is the cognitive empathy, cognitive empathy, also known as the perspective taking uh, side of empathy. It's not really what most of us will think uh, of as empathy at all. But cognitive empathy is basically being able to put yourself into someone's place, as I've previously mentioned, and to see their perspective. Uh, it's a useful skill, particularly in negotiations, for example, uh, for managers, for those that are in positions of leadership. It enables you to put yourself in someone else's shoes without necessarily engaging with their emotions. Um, it does not, however, really fit with the definition of empathy as feeling with, uh, being more of a rational and logical process. And so cognitive empathy is empathy by thought rather than by feeling. And so there's a different side of empathy that may not be as, if I can say it this way, as mushy and as emotionally attached, but there is a side of empathy that I can use my intelligence and my intellect to empathize with you through my th thought process. So, John, what's your thoughts on that cognitive empathy? Yeah, it's just um, being aware of, you know, where you where you are, where you stand with somebody else and probably what, you know, their perspective is of a situation. So. Um, you see this in a lot of you mentioned like sales type meetings or or like business meetings. Uh, people use something similar. Look at sports, right? Sure. Um, football is a great example. One person is trying to think, what is this person thinking right now? Or what are they going through? Or this player just got hurt. Who's a star quarterback? What are they yep. experiencing at this moment? So, and they use it for personal gain. Right. I'm not saying that's that's <laughs> what you should be doing, but. In that situation, it is a game of one wins, one loses, and they both know that, and it's by certain rules. So there's no hard feelings. That's just how it works. Um, you know, obviously, we focus on as leaders as using it even through uh, create better bonds and so forth and insight. But it's just a that is sort of a uh, like a bonus to having good skills um, be, and being empathetic is understand is understanding how um, or being better at putting yourself in someone else's shoes. So absolutely, absolutely, bro. And so there is that uh, first side of the three sides of empathy uh, that we're talking about. So we have the the cognitive empathy, but there is a side of empathy that does involve the emotions. And that is the second uh, aspect of empathy. It's emotional empathy It's when you literally can feel the other person's emotions alongside of them. And I think you gave a. a spot on example of that uh, with the lady that you knew that had her, her husband died unexpectedly um, and she found herself finding a friend of hers that found themselves in the same situation and she was literally able to feel um, empathy with her and so when we have this emotional empathy it's as if you caught the emotions yourself I think that's so good um, and so emotional empathy is also known as personal distress or emotional contagion. This is closer to the usual understanding of the word empathy, but more emotional. And this can be good because uh, it means that we can readily understand and feel other people's emotions. 
So we we know there are certain professions um, that people are in that require more emotional intelligence or more empathy than others. If you work at a factory, uh, if you're a, a garbage man or, or something of that, where you're working more of a, a manual laborer, you don't really need uh, empathy to do your job successfully. But if you're a doctor, if you're a nurse, you, if you're a caring professional, you need that empathy uh, because you're, you're dealing with people, you're giving them medication, they're on their sick bed. And so you have to be able to make that emotional uh, connection. Just imagine going to the doctor's office and, and <laughs> walking in there and your doctor has no type of emotional connection here. They're asking you, hey, what are you here for? And they, you're telling them, hey, you know, I'm having issues. I'm having some some side pains. My back is hurting. And they're just like, OK, uh, what's the big deal? You know, just take some Tylenol. You'll be OK. You know, it's the empathy that makes the difference when they 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 take that next level and that next step of care. Uh, just imagine that feeling that you get. And so as leaders, just think about when you're working in an organization, and you're trying to connect with uh, sub leaders that are under you or people that you are partnering with. Uh, you, like I said, you don't have to be uh, necessarily buddy, buddy with them or best friends, but just letting that person know, hey, I can empathize with you on an emotional level and a cognitive level. You'll find that it'll take you further um, in accomplishing in your goals and also your organization that you are leading if you have that emotional empathy as well. So not just looking at someone uh, as a worker or, or as a partner are someone that associate that works under you, but asking them, Hey, how's your kids doing? You know, Hey, how, how's the family going? How's it going outside of work? Not just the, the usual nine to five jargon. Uh, but Hey, you know, I, I know you have mentioned that uh, your child's in, in little league, how's it going for them? You know, things of that nature. And so just having that emotional empathy can really take you further um, than you think. And it has lasting effects than just that moment. John, talk about uh, emotional empathy. It's also um, a benefit if they're, if, you know, not that going through hard stuff always feels like a benefit at the time. But mm. when things in life happen, right, um, yeah. they often make you better and stronger as you progress through them. Talk um, yeah, they always feel like a huge mountain, right? And then when you look back after scaling that mountain, you think, oh, that wasn't that big, right? Um, a year later, you're like, it looks like a speed bump, correct? <laughs> um, and so, but when Come you go up. through those things, when you go through those things, uh, I think it gives you the ability to connect with somebody better. Um, sure. hence why it's so important, why we want to talk about this rise up, you know, and we yeah. want to hear your stories is because, um, people can feel what you've gone through and they know that you feel what they've gone through. And, um, when people, when people feel that you care, I think it builds a trust yeah. and, um, it's so important for your relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. Building that trust. And having that is important for relationships. Like you said, um, whether we realize it or not, life can be simplified as a journey of relations, journey of connectiveness, a journey of networking. Um, no man is an island and we need each other. And so having these qualities of empathy will take us a long way. And so we covered the first two, the emotional empathy, the compassionate empathy, and then the last um, I'm sorry, emotional empathy, 
cognitive empathy. And the third uh, part of that empathy is compassionate empathy. And so compassionate empathy is what we usually understand by empathy, by feeling someone's pain and taking action to help. Um, the name compassionate empathy is consistent with what we usually understand by the word compassion. Like sympathy, compassion is about feeling concern for someone, but with an additional move towards action to mitigate the problem. I think that is so, so good. And so there's another even step beyond empathizing. It's the action of it. And so not just that I can feel your pain, but what can I do to relieve your pain? You know, uh, what actions can I take uh, that may not necessarily solve all the problems that you're dealing with? But what actions can I do to try to ease, ease the pain? Uh, what what actions can I do to make your journey a little easier? Like you said, um, this is a mountain for you right now. What can I do to help you along this process so we can get to that speed bump? And so compassion, empathy uh, is the type of empathy that is usually most appropriate. As a general, general rule, people who want or need empathy don't just need you to understand, which is the cognitive empathy part. That is the understanding piece of empathy. Uh, and they certainly don't need you just to feel their pain, uh, which is their, which is that emotional empathy. But uh, they want you to take that necessary step to help them resolve the problem. And so, you know, you see someone on the side of the road uh, that's got a flat tire, you pull over, you empathize with them. You have that cognitive and say, hey, uh, what can I do? Uh, I see you have a, 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 a recognized cognitively that you have a flat tire. So I don't just pull on the side of the road and say, hey, man, uh, it looks like you're out of luck. That just sucks for you and just pull back off. I have compassionate empathy and say, you know what? I got I got some tools in the car. I've got a spare tire or I can call AAA to help you get some assistance to get you back on the road. That'll take you further than just, hey, hey, I just pulled over to make sure you're OK. Now you've taken another step to help me get back to the place of of, of normalcy. Uh, John, kind of talk about that compassionate empathy. The uh, you know, it makes me think of that quote. People don't care what you know until they know what you care uh, or know that you care. It's sure. um, yes. You need that empathy. Um I'm sorry, the, that emotional empathy, yeah. but um, I think that kind of lets them know that you care, but then how do you really show true compassion if you're not like they, people really know that you care by the follow-up you give after them explaining to you what's going yeah. on. You know yeah. what I mean? And so what do you do with that knowledge that they just gave you and that potential heartache that they're going through or that, you know, that issue, it doesn't mean you have to solve their problem. Okay. That's right. That's right. Um, I, I, there's a lot of people who have problems that will tell me. And while sometimes I think this could easily solve the situation, if I, how about this check for some money could solve it. You know, a lot of people's issues could be solved with a, if somebody in their family gave them a check, okay. Sure. But does it necessarily make them better? No. So but you can still help somebody or give them um, solutions without just fixing it for them um, and still show that, um, that compassion. Um, but I think being in the conversation with them and truly understanding where they are and helping add guidance um, is, uh, you know, that's, that's really showing that you care or that you empathize.
That's so good, man. That's so good. Uh, I really like how you said that you don't have to necessarily be able to solve all their problems. Uh, I, I, I'll just put a term out there, uh, the Superman complex. Uh, just as men, I know, you know, we're problem solvers by nature. Your, your wife comes to you, your child comes to you and tell you, hey, something's broke, something's wrong. You know, yeah, you have the emotional side, but you're like, what can I do to fix this so we can move on, you know, so we can fix the problem. And, and sometimes you can feel helpless because you ne may not necessarily have all the tools, the resources to fix all their problems. But just being there and offering what you can offer uh, often can go a long way. And it's OK that you may not be able to solve everything at a time at, at that particular time. Um, sometimes sometimes if you're married or in a serious relationship or maybe you've struggled in the past um, as a little tip. If someone's been right. married for a little while now um, as um, so there's this I don't remember what book I was reading. But basically what it alluded to was that, you know, guys, men are natural like problem solvers. That's what yeah. we do. We see a problem. We want to fix it. Um, and I remember my wife would want to tell me something I'm like, all right, well, here's let's just do this, this and this. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> done. Moving on. Right. And she'd right. be like, no, you don't understand. I'm like, what are you talking about? I just gave you my three step approach to fixing that problem. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, no. And the next thing would come up and I give my other three step approach. You know what I mean? I should write a book on three step approaches. And it just wasn't <laughs> working. And then what I realized after reading some some stuff is that sometimes um, your spouse just wants you to listen and be in the moment with them and empathize with what they're trying, they're feeling and going through without you giving your solutions. So little pro tip, sometimes you don't need to give your, um, your guidance to solving this situation. Instead, listen, let, let someone get all of their words out, really be there. And then ask, you know, hey, I, I got a couple ideas if you're interested, not just throw them out there. And uh, <laughs> I'm still working on it on that one. But, uh, you know, it has helped. It has helped a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. Just Absolutely. Letting somebody talk, letting someone talk through it. They'll be, they'll just be like, wow, I feel so much better. Thanks. You've helped so much. And you're thinking I didn't do anything, but you did yeah. by allowing them to express their um, feelings to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's so good. And, and uh, those our male audience. I think we all can take uh, heed to that advice John just gave. Uh, there was a little saying uh, about that, what you just said about the empathy that said is the connection that heals us. So sometimes it's not all about having the answer, uh, but sometimes just taking that time to listen and to understand and making that connection, just say, hey, I get what you're saying, uh, and that will go a long way. There was another, um, those three parts of the empathy, but there was also one more thing that I kind of wanted to cover about the role that empathy plays in leadership and why it matters. Um, one of the first things of, of why it plays a role in leadership and why it matters um, is because empathy allows us to feel safe with our failures because we won't simply be blamed for them. That that hit so hard for me um, because I am a type of individual that I don't need someone to be hard on me because I am my own biggest critic. Uh, and so constantly going back what I speak, going back, not listening to what I did well, but listening for those areas of improvement. But sometimes uh, if you're not caref careful, um, 
you have to allow someone to come in and empathize with you to create a safe space so you can feel safe with your failures or your perceived failures, uh, at least for me. Uh, and, and they'll have that empathy allows you to feel okay um, so you don't always blame yourself. Do you have anything on that uh, particular piece, John? You mean basically on like empathetic leadership? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in my mind, um, being empathetic helps you in a few different areas, typically just with relationships. And as a leader, that is key. So um, empathy, one, it'll create bonds. Good. And, um, you know, because you're now a trusted and respected when um, you take time and energy to listen to someone's perspectives. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not saying I'm perfect at it or anything like that. But as I get as I get older, I have more and more people who want to tell me about their issues. And I used to be like, tell my wife, I don't understand why everybody wants to tell me their problems. You know, <laughs> and she would say, I think they just feel safe like bringing you into it. I thought, Oh, I guess I'll take it as a compliment, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, and it's just, it also, you know, being a, being an empathetic leader gives you insight because now people are willing to give you information, especially within uh, maybe your role within a company uh, without fear of being judged. And so they, that also creates sort of that no judgment zone allows people to share their ideas in a safe environment. Um, yeah. Give it, you know, being an empathetic leader, um, you know, get, has better people skills because you've developed, you know, understand how to truly listen to somebody, um, which makes you, um, my last point is a better communicator. Um, most communication is nonverbal um, mm -hmm. and the best communicators do less talking. And so it really gives you the ability yeah, to, wow. yeah, to relate and to connect with somebody. Um, and then they'll walk away thinking, wow, this is this person is a great person to work for, to be around, those types of things. That is excellent, excellent, excellent. You you kind of summed up what I was getting ready to say next. Uh, sorry. So, no, no, no. That That's great. That's great, man. Um, so hopefully those of you that will listen to this or even watch this back as a leader, uh, we pray that this has blessed you. Um, to carry, cover those three areas, the, the cognitive empathy, the emotional empathy, uh, the compassionate empathy, and even as John just talked about how that helps you uh, further develop those uh, relationships that people that you are working with, uh, people that are under you, and creating that safe, safe space. Did you have anything else that you wanted to say, John? Um, I don't know if you have any more points on the next one before you're, if you're wrapping up or not, but you know, one last thought I had, had, had was, um, sure. you know, to, um, one thing that empathy is not. So everybody knows because I was sitting here writing to myself, like how to be a better empathetic leader, like, listen, don't judge. How's your body language? Things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, which we can certainly get into, I guess, but, um, one thing it's not is a um, like a dumping zone for you to just th throw your garbage onto your coworkers or family, stuff like that. Wow. Um, sometimes people, yeah, because I think sometimes people can feel like, yes, let's be empathetic, let's listen to our problems. But as you grow and you become a stronger leader, yeah. I'm not saying you hold things in, but you 
eventually have to realize what's important to share and what's just being negative, right? Um, who are the right people to share these things with? It's kind of like when you tell your kids quit tattling, right? Um, you, you're trying to, what you're really trying to do is guide your children on what's appropriate to bring up and what's silly and you need to just get over it, that kind of thing. <laughs> and so as we go through this, there's always that, that, you know, line between where is it uh, as an empathetic leader, you're more just understanding what are the things or how can I be a better listener and put myself in, in people's position better so I'm not being so judgmental and I can help them, you know, further. But then on the flip role, remember as yourself, as you're becoming a leader, it's not necessarily in your role just to tell everybody all of your problems. Because mm -hmm. um, all that does, honestly, is create a negative environment. Yeah, And then you'll go from being, oh, I thought we were safe zone and we were being empathetic. So I'm like, no, you're just, you're just bogging us all down with your, you know, your weekly problems. And right. um, there's, there's a bet, there's a place and a time for all of those things. And so typically in closed doors or, you know, not in groups of people. That's great. And I think, I think we need to unpack what empathy is not uh, maybe next week or the following week. Because uh, that was so good, um, having that discernment as a leader of what not to expose and what to expose. I think that's a that's a whole nother that's a whole nother topic uh, that we'll <laughs> that we'll have to to get into. Speaking of leadership, we know that this podcast we are strong strong advocates of of leaders or readers, and so for this this week's uh, read of the week, we want to give you. Um, the courage to be disliked, the courage to be disliked by Kashimi and uh, Kogo. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. I read this book a while back. And for those of you that struggle in this area um, that you want to please everyone or you think that you have to please everyone or you have to be a chameleon, you have to fit into every um, area and every atmosphere or context that you go into, um, that is not uh, correct that whatsoever. Uh, God created you to stand out and it's okay. Um, the reality is, is that everyone's not going to like what you serve and everyone may not like the flavor of ice cream that you have, but I promise you there's an audience for you. There's an audience that God has given to you that would accept your gift, that will accept your personality and accept who you are. And it takes courage to be disliked. And I promise you that, um, when you have this courage, it'll be a gift and you'll flourish in who you've been called to be and the purpose that God has given you to fulfill. So that is our read of the week suggestion. As always, as we started the podcast, uh, thanking you for our supporters. We want you to continue to support our podcast um, by always subscribing to our YouTube page and then also following us on Facebook at Unscripted uh, Authentic Leadership. And also our page Instagram name handle is at unscripted leadership. That is at unscripted leadership. You can follow John at John LeBron, the number three, and then also myself at Lafayette B Lane. Then also you can get your podcast of uh, those of you that may have not, may not have time to watch. You can always listen and stream it on um, any major podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, Google podcast, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, tune in, and so forth and so forth. Um, and so this has been another uh, episode 
of the Unscripted Authentic Leadership Podcast, episode 11. And then also, we also, before we go, want to emphasize uh, our upcoming November series, Rise Up. Uh, if you're interested in being a guest for the November Rise Up series, please email us at unscriptedleadership at gmail.com. That is unscriptedleadership at gmail.com. We are looking for guests um, to be on uh, pretty much every week for November for our Rise Up series. And, uh, you can email us. And if you're, you don't say, okay, you can also DM us uh, at Unscripted Leadership on our Instagram page, our Facebook page. We'll see your message there as well. We pray that you've been blessed by this episode on empathy, uh, episode 11, as much as we have enjoyed uh, recording this episode for you. As always, we always say we want to continue to build bridges and not walls. Uh, bridges connect and walls divide. Until the next time, next week, we pray that you be the leader as God has called you to be. I'm your host, Lafayette Lane, uh, joined by my co-host, John LeBron. <laughs> and we thank you for another week. We say God bless you. Until next time. Thank you.